Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everybody, it's been a pretty brutal um, coming towards the end of the season in terms of demands and travel and uh, to some extent, uh, if not stamina, then, then, then well-being. Therefore, I'm, I've been lax, I'm sorry. Um, but this is a column that I wrote for ESPN FC last week when some big events had brought, or I thought had brought my season to an end, how wrong I was. Um, and listen, over the months or years that you've been listening to me, it'll have been increasingly apparent that I've got a, you know, a robust sense of humour and sometimes my values are old-fashioned. I'm aware that there are people who have voices in their head and it's not funny. But I think the way I've spoken about this theme holds good and, and stands a test because... I do hear them, and I wanted to make a point about voices that are predominant, voices that are projected, voices that are reported, voices that 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 straddle both subjects that are worthwhile and the increasingly banal, stupid, venal, attention-grabbing shite that passes for not journalism, but media and so as ever I don't know if I've been subtle enough or clear enough or clever enough to to get my theme across (laughs) maybe that means I'm cheating right now by like in school where I don't know are any of you old enough to remember the maths puzzle books that had the answers at the end (laughs) so I'm giving the answers now I wanted to give voice to the themes that I'd helped elicit that I liked, that, that were useful, that were interesting. And I wanted to contrast them with the things that I hear repeatedly in my brain when I'm thinking about work, when I'm thinking about our profession of journalism, when I'm thinking about the profession of sport, football particularly. There are voices that go completely unheard. There are things that, that, that keep being ignored. There are a multitude of them, and I don't cover them all here. But even when my batteries are low, I feel passion, I feel anger. And and if it's worth having this forum where I report and share things to you, I hope in a in a personal and an interesting way, in a familiar way, and you can write to, you know, back page and to me and Pete Jensen and you can express your opinions or ask your questions. It's not a, a dialogue as such, but 
I do feel we've got a community. I do feel that we've got established values. And therefore, I wanted to share this, and, and this is the way I, I chose to do it. And by the way, thank you to ESPNFC for allowing me to share this with you and to read this to you. It's there on their very, very good website. Um, if you want to go and read your football content, any of your sport content, particularly football on ESPNFC, I think it's worth it. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. At the end of a long, drooling season, I can't be alone in hearing voices. Most loudly in my head, I hear the voices of the uplifting interviews which mark the culmination of this interminable, unique 11-month slog. Pep Guardiola, for example. In the week that led up to City's treble-clinching win in Istanbul, I asked him whether given the horrible reverses he'd suffered as player and coach, he'd ever grown to hate the Champions League. I thought of him losing 4-0 in Athens as a Barcelona player to Fabio Capello's Milan, the brutal semi-final elimination as a coach to Mourinho's Internazionale in 2010 when his team was forced to wearily travel to Milan by bus because volcanic ash had shut down international airspace. I thought too of all the previous painful, close but no cigar moments with Manchester City. Guardiola smiled, I think indulgently, and then rebutted my idea firmly. He said, no, no, it's given me more. I look at it from a different angle. It's been 12 or 13 years. I've reached 10 Champions League semi-finals. I've played three finals, winning two, and now I'm going to be in my fourth. This competition has given me more than I could ever have expected. If my life were to end now, yes, listener, that was his exact expression. If my life were to end now, I'd have won one as a player in my club, Barca, which I love so much, as well as winning two as my club's manager. Football provides 
and takes away from you. You have to be ambitious, but not too greedy. This competition has given me very, very sad moments, which hurt me, which will always be in my mind. But it also gave me extremely beautiful moments, which will also always be in my mind. I liked that conversation. I savoured that answer. Pep's voice is in my head. I think also of the little DIY TV studio we fixed up in a small room in PSV Eindhoven Stadium for the end of the Women's Champions League final, where either Wolfsburg or Barcelona players would be interviewed, depending on who triumphed. On the afternoon, it happened to be Barcelona. They came back from a 2-0 deficit to the Germans to win 3-2. By far my favourite female player in the world, Aitana Bonmati, was the last of our three interviews, still in playing kit, medal round her neck. In her hand, she had a T-shirt bunched up. Upon winning, she'd put on that T-shirt and it read, change your mind, welcome refugees, save their lives. And then she headed for the TV cameras. I love that. Some tournament suit had ordered her to take it off. I hated that. I hear her voice now, Sing a couple of things. Firstly, when I asked her who the win was for, Ayatana, who was later voted the Women's Champions League Player of the Season, told me, today I had 25 or 30 people in the stands supporting me, my friends, my family, and it's not the first time they travelled to support me. I hadn't celebrated winning a final with them because the last one we won was in Gothenburg during the pandemic, played behind closed doors. That's why today has been so special. I also want to thank all our fans. They travelled to Turin last year and we couldn't give them the win. I recall apologising to them after that match last year, promising them we would be back. Today, they deserve it more than anybody. When the celebrations calm down and I get to look back in this moment, I'll realise I'm privileged to play professional football with Barcelona and to have such fans. Beautiful sentiments. Something which adds meaning and veracity to any big occasion, regardless of which team wins. Then, and I truly hear this right now, Ayatana refused to leave our makeshift pretend studio. <laughs> A large cupboard. Her team, her teammates, were getting ready to leave for the airport. In my opinion, she had better places to be but she told us that she wanted to stay and chat. So we did. Twice I said to her, I, I think you should be going. I, I, I think people will think you've been kidnapped. But one of the best footballers in the world, triumphant and fully deserving the release of jumping about, drinking cava, singing and shouting with her teammates, stayed with, what were we? Four of us for another 20 minutes. Not filming, not recording, immediately after she'd won the Champions League final, just talking about the battle to educate people, about refugees, talking about her hero worship for Pep Guardiola, and talking about what football means to her, and how important it was to feel or to believe that soon matches like that Champions League final would be played in 60, or 70 or 80,000 capacity stadia. It truly was a magical moment for me. Ayatana's very special. I didn't write this for ESPN, but there's no element of boast or vanity here. 
for as much as I've I've been around and seen a lot, and as much as I have a tough mind and a tough attitude, when you get somebody like that, so talented, so successful, and yet willing to just choose to sit down and chew over things on or off the record, to shoot the shit, to stand up for principles, to stand up for refugees. I loved that. It it was inspirational. It, It was cleansing. Then there are the voices of these last few days. A tense, technical, flat-out Nations League final, 11 months into the season, played at a pace with such intensity that, amazingly, it really could have been mistaken for a crucial game taking place in November or February when players' batteries aren't flat, when they're supposed to be at peak. Spain won, somehow. Then, in another even tinier makeshift TV studio, basically a storage cupboard, pinched from the official trophy engraver who'd just finished his work, and we couldn't get in to set up our studio until he vacated the the cupboard. Still, I can hear the voices of the two penalty shootout heroes, Danny Carvajal and Unai Simon. Carvajal admitted to me in the interview that we did that he'd only ever taken one competitive penalty before in his entire career, but, quotes, I wanted to take one tonight. When the game ended, I went to the manager. They were doing a five-player shortlist, and I told them that if any of the players were hesitating or weren't confident enough, I would like to take one. And if not... I would take the sixth one. In due course, the sixth it was. And thanks to his Panenka chip over Dominic Livakovic, Carvajal lifted his first trophy with La Roja, (laughs) following five Champions League wins with Madrid. Still in that pokey, overheated, rubbish cupboard that was our TV studio, he told me, My wife's pregnant, 36 weeks. And when we were on the phone after the medals were handed out, she admitted she'd almost given birth because of the stress of the football. I think he was joking, but it's a voice which will live with me for a long time. And then to the genuine hero of the hour, Unai Simon. I didn't have room in the column to write this, but I'm going to share. And again, I'm going to trust that Hopefully none of you think this is boastful or vainglorious. It happened, so bollocks, I'm just going to share it. The first time I interviewed Unai Simon was after that bizarre own goal where Pedri passed the ball back to him at a, you know, a, a lawn bowls pace over about 35, 40 metres. It bumped on the pitch in Copenhagen, leaped over his foot and, and went in. 1-0 Croatia. I interviewed him the next day and it was the first time we'd met and it was by Zoom. Frankly, it could have been, if not disastrous, a waste of time for both of us. He could have deflected, he could have been monosyllabic, he might still have been, if not grieving, then hugely embarrassed. Instead, he stared down the lens with these deep, deep trout-fishing pool brown eyes and answered hugely frankly opened up, thought about his answers, listened to the questions and then expressed himself with real 
riveting depth and honesty. It was fantastic. Since then, I'd interviewed him twice. <laughs> that meant that when I was in the corridor where the dressing rooms are, in De Kip, the Rotterdam base for Feyenoord, I happened to be going out from this pokey little cupboard where we had a camera set up and looking for a loot when I bumped into him coming in from some presentation, like maybe Man of the Match, and we kind of leapt on it. He started it, folks. He started it. He leapt on me. Amigo! He was carrying the trophy. He almost took one of my gigantic ears off with it. Have you seen that trophy? It's jagged at the top and sharp. We'd, we'd done an interview the day before the final. We talked about what was needed for victory, what it felt like to be on the verge of something so big. He talked about the, the joy he felt for Husselu, that at this late stage in his career, he'd begun to come on and, and alter games in, a, in an unnatural way by scoring, despite spending seconds on the pitch. We'd had a good pre-match interview and then maybe he just saw this this big old ugly mug and associated it with the the day after the last Croatia game he had when the own goal went in. Maybe, I don't know. But he seems to enjoy our interviews and he, he almost squashed me like a bug. About 10 minutes later, he came into our studio. He, he's a fabulous character, smart, articulate, deep thinking and fun. He, he, before we began the interview, he handed me the Nations League trophy and insisted that I raise it for Scotland. And then he admitted that for all his preparation, it was instinct which had truly won the day. Unai told me not a word of a lie. I'd studied all six penalty takers except for Lovro Magyar brackets, the first Croatian to fail in the shootout, back to Unai's quotes. I had to make a decision looking at how he placed the ball and that's why I chose to dive right. And when I figured that he might be about to shoot down the middle, it just gave me time to lift my feet up. It's something you don't even think about doing. It just comes to your mind at that moment and instantly you do it. So when you're lucky enough to raise up your left boot and save the shot, it fills you with happiness. Luck was on our side today. <laughs> Lovely. I don't want to stop hearing that Basque voice in my head. He's a special competitor, a special guy. I like him. I can hear a voice in the future too. I'm not going to go on and on about it right now, but it's worth mentioning. I'm afraid that I can hear, first, sources around Leo Messi's entourage briefing that he's deeply unimpressed with life at Inter-Miami. Not in Miami, but Inter-Miami. Then, voices telling us about his bad temper and impatience when it comes to teammates who have no idea how to get on his wavelength and who don't possess a sliver of his talent. Life in Miami? Yes. Messi adding power to the growing MLS brand instead of going off to Saudi Arabia? In my book, great. Sorry for sounding like Jazz Club there for a second. Messi... Utterly changing his nature and being relaxed, even tolerant of a club like Inter Miami, which looks like it's a long way off being well run? No. Which finally brings me to the voices I'm glad I heard. The ones which we should all have heard and which 
we should all be talking about. They belong to Guardiola again, Frankie de Jong, and City's quadruple winning Rodri. Voices which matter as much as those who celebrate beauty and glory and heroism. The voices which are warning us, the voices to whom nobody at all in power is bothering to listen. Voices, in my opinion, I share here because we must support them. Guardiola started it on the pitch in Istanbul. Questioned or interviewed by Cesc Fabregas, he said, Right now, I've got no energy to even think about next season. What's about to happen now is that many of these guys who competed in this Champions League final are off to play international football for their countries. At this point, he began tapping the side of his head in the internationally acknowledged local symbol. He said, please, FIFA, UEFA, think about what's happening. It's absolute madness. It makes no sense. De Jong ahead of this Nations League Final Four, criticised UEFA. Barcelona's Dutch midfielder, who's played nearly 4,200 minutes this season, told Die Telegraph, Our schedule is just getting fuller. There is even a game for third or fourth place in the Nations League. Literally nobody wants that. There'll be a new format for the Champions League with more games, just so that UEFA can earn more money. His quote ended there. The response... Instead of his voice having impact, he received a maladroit, and in my opinion, ugly, ticking off from UEFA president Alex Seferin. And all of this came to an end with another of those voices, a stark, loud one. But still nobody who matters is listening, or probably will listen. And it makes me angry. Angry on the player's behalf, angry on the count of decency. It was well into last Monday morning when Rodri came into the press hall at Feyenoord's de Kip Stadium, having done what nobody in the history of football has previously achieved, lifting the club treble and then immediately adding a fourth, albeit international trophy. Never done before. Rodri's should be the number one voice of the football players' community right now. It was so late at night that there were about six or seven of us in the press conference where he was being awarded player of the tournament. I got my turn and I asked him in the press conference if he knew, if he could dig deep and realise where, if he could dig deep and realise from where in recent weeks he'd somehow drawn the strength to keep on going, to keep on winning trophies. Rodri's crystal clear answer was, I honestly don't know where that comes from. We are at our limits. I just wanted to give it all. Out there tonight, there was a mental battle in my head every 20 minutes. I just told myself to keep going. This is a sweet moment in my career, but I can't sustain this amount of playing time every season. I can't. It's crazy. We have to adapt. But the planning for my case next year will be different. If I want to play... In good shape until I'm 34, I cannot play this amount of games every season. So, there you have it. I hope now you can hear the voices too. Those last three genuinely to me matter as much as those who help us celebrate beauty and glory and heroism in football. They're not whistleblowers, they're warning voices. 
but voices to which nobody in power cares to even give headroom, let alone be influenced by. Let's support them, you and I. It's them we love, not the suits.